All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Key Value Retail Technology Podcast. Today's episode is going to be very exciting. We're going to talk to Clifford Perlman, who works for Jansfer, and we're going to talk about how digital wallets can bring a lot of potential and benefit to retailers. So welcome, Clifford. How are you? Good, Christoph. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me. Sure, no problem. So before we get into the details, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. My name is Clifford, as you mentioned. I'm responsible for growth and strategic partnerships for Wandsfer. Um, Wandsfer is an alternative payment provider based out of New York City. We are associated with Silicon Valley Bank and we're part of their, the prestigious um, SVP FinTech Group. We've been in business now for four years. Um, so in the payment space, we're still considered a startup. Um, and our, our, our focus and our reason for being is really to enable commerce to accept alternative digital payments as a form of tender, both online and in-store. Okay, well, great. So alternative payments, I mean, it, this has been um, a topic, you know, I, I've been uh, um, in touch with uh, only as a consumer um, um, for the last years, really. And uh, as a consumer, you see that uh, there was a lot of development, you know, a lot of things uh, changed. Um, credit card is um, not the uh, only payment method that is offered anymore. Uh, and digital wallets are taking over. I mean, I know obviously PayPal, but there's many others out there. Um, what, what's the role of a digital wallet for a retailer today? Why should retailer think about having access to, the, to that kind of uh, payment method? So it, it's, it's a great question, Christoph, and it's something that um, in the West, I think we're, we're playing catch up to the rest of the world. The rest of the world outside of America and Europe, really digital wallets is the way that they trade. It's the way that they use to, it's their, it's their go-to method for making purchases. Um, less than 14% of Asians actually own a credit card. The only exception is Japan, where the credit card penetration rate is over 60%. But for the rest of Asia, less than 14% of Asians actually have a credit card. So what does that wow. mean? It means that the way that they actually make purchases is by using their local digital wallets, such as Alipay, such as WeChat Pay, such as Kakao Pay out of Korea, such as Paytm out of India. And now these digital wallets are native to those geographies and to those consumers. And this is the way that they transact every day, all the time in their daily lives. So the benefit for retailers to accept these alternative forms of payment, which to the consumer is what they use day in and day out, is really a benefit because it's breaking down barriers for which otherwise exist, which really prohibits these consumers from purchasing in local shops or online for retailers that don't accept their go-to method of payment. Okay. So there's a huge amount of money uh, that, that will be, you know, accessible suddenly for retailers if they accept all the digital wallets, right? Um, that is correct. Okay. And also, uh, yeah, in, in many different markets, I see. And um, 
what exactly is the solution doing that, that you're offering? I mean, how does that work? So what Wansford does is we're, we are an acquirer and a gateway for the world's digital wallets, for the Asian digital wallets, so global digital wallets. What we do is we provide an integration between us and a retailer's point of sale platform and their e-commerce platform. That single integration to Wansford today opens up 15 different global digital wallets. By the end of the year, we'll be at 35 global digital wallets. So it's a single integration to Wansford opens up retailers' ability to accept these forms of tender, both online and in-store. We are not touching a retailer's existing payment infrastructure, which is a very important differentiator. Mm -hmm. So we are additive to a retailer's current payment system. Digital wallets don't fall under PCI, and we also don't collect any PII data, so any personal information of the consumer. So from a risk perspective, we are very low. We're actually at the lowest point of the risk barometer, if you would, with respect to IT and, and the whole risk assessment profile. Okay, good. So. Let's say I'm a retailer and I, I do have stores uh, and I do have a POS system in place. And at the same time, um, as a retailer, I'm also uh, having a website, a web, a web shop um, where I sell my merchandise online. Um, but up to now, I only had or offered the possibility for my clients, for my customers to pay cash or using a credit card and maybe, you know, PayPal or something like that um, uh, online. And then with Uansfer, they can, this retailer can very quickly uh, offer uh, many, many more digital wallets, like you said, Alipay um, and so on. Also all the Asian, you know, all the Asian wallets, but also wallets that uh, are from other countries um, in Europe uh, or in America. Um, they can offer that to their clients very quickly, um, you know, how does it look like? So as a client, do I, when I go and, and purchase something in store, I go to the POS. Um, how does the process look like, the customer experience? So let me take you through the flow. Mm -hmm. In the world, there's really two ways of transacting with QR codes from a form of payment. There's something called merchant-generated QR code or customer-generated QR code. If you look at Asia and you look at China specifically as the gold standard for QR code payment processing, the independent, what we call mom and pop, single, you know, family run businesses, they leverage merchant generated QR codes. What that means is the merchant presents a QR code, the customer takes their smartphone, they scan that QR code with their camera, and then they complete the checkout on their smartphone to finalize payment. That works in a small independent retail environment where you have a one-to-one -one relationship with the customer. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work is in a high volume retail environment because in that case, you're depending on the consumer to complete the transaction on their phone, which could, if you're a busy retailer, slow down your checkout process. And we all know that retailers don't want to check out, don't want to slow down the checkout flow. They want as much efficiency in the checkout process as possible. 
So the gold standard for QR code based checkout is for the consumer to go into their native app. So in the case of Wandsfer, we don't have a Wandsfer app. The last thing the world needs is another app. <laughs> we, leverage, we leverage the digital wallets native app, which the consumer in that case is used to using. So what we do is we go in. So let's use the example of Alipay. If I come into a store and I want to pay with Alipay, I go into my Alipay app. I request a QR code for my Alipay app that will present a QR code. That QR code is unique and it's a one-time use QR code. It's generated by Alipay. The consumer shows it to the cashier. So the QR code is presented on the phone. Mm -hmm. The cashier goes on to their point of sale. And let me take a step back. If you were doing a cash transaction, the cashier would hit cash on the till and the cash drawer would open and they would transact. Yeah. If you're using a credit card, the cashier would push credit card on the till on the POS and the payment device would wake up and the consumer would, would check out using the payment device. Yeah. In the world of a digital wallet, the consumer just has to say, I'd like to pay with Alipay. The POS would have a button on it, another form of tender that would call digital wallet. Mm -hmm. They would push the button says digital wallet that would activate the barcode scanner. The same scanner that the store uses to scan the barcode of the merchandise that they're ringing up for the customer to purchase. Then when the customer presents their QR code on the phone that they've gone in and selected, all the cashier has to do is scan that barcode, that QR code from a distance. So what this transaction is, is number one, it's the most secure form of tender because the only way to access that QR code or that app is by unlocking your smartphone with your biometrics. Yeah. It's 100% contactless because you are presenting to the cashier your QR code at a distance and they are scanning it with the barcode scanner from a distance, essentially completing the transaction. That then flows to Wandsfer. We then, by the bin range, identify it as, in this case, being an Alipay card. We route it to Alipay for approval. It comes back as an approved transaction and the transaction gets completed. So it's a seamless, very secure, very easy process to complete a transaction using our digital wow. wallets. So we're all about efficiency at POS and we're all about the customer experience as well as the store experience. We don't want to introduce a way of checking out that is not natural to both the consumer or to the sales wow. associate. Well, it sounds great. I mean, Let's really um, summarize it. Um, I go there, I have a t-shirt that I want to purchase. I go to the POS, I say, hey, I just want to pay using Alipay. Um, I take out my phone, I open up the app and I show my barcode. It's scanned and then your answer manages everything in the background and the, uh, the person at the cashier is then given a confirmation on the screen of the till probably. 
and you're done, right? I mean, it's, it's really quick, really safe and, and secure, and from a customer experience, very straightforward. It correctly, Perfect. exactly. And so once what we do is our, our integrations to the, to the world's leading POS and e-commerce platforms, what we have done is we've taken, we've removed the barrier of entry because we've done the integrations to, at the platform mm -hmm. level. So really all the retailer will need to do is add another form of tender to their point of sale, just as they were going to add another form of tender, whether that be a credit card, a debit card. So it's really as simple as just introducing another form mm -hmm. of tender. And the fact that we're bypassing the payment device, really when I speak to retailers and I talk to them about payments, the first thing they worry about is how is this going to affect my PCI? Is this going to affect my GDPR? Is this going to affect my certifications? The nice answer that we have is no, no, and no. Because we don't affect PCI, we don't, have, we don't have any PII data. Therefore, we're really a very low-risk um, payment solution that doesn't impact a customer's existing payment ecosystem. Okay. Wow. Cool. Very good. And um, if you look, this was like the store side of, of, of this uh, case. Uh, if you look at um, the checkout um, in a web shop, e-commerce, um, here it's just another button for the for the consumer that needs to be pushed and clicked, right? And then there's just a, another checkout process where they need to put in their credentials, I assume. Is that correct? That is correct. And so we can do it many mm -hmm. different ways. Our recommended approach is to emulate how that native digital wallet consumer is used to checking out as if they were shopping from the comforts of their own home on a local mm -hmm. website. So how do, what is that experience like? Our recommendation to our global retailers is to try as much as possible, emulate that checkout experience to be as reflective as it is in that consumer's native country and how they transact. So I'll give you an example. In America, and in, in, the, in the West in general, it's very normal if you're going to pay with PayPal to use PayPal as a checkout embedded into the transaction on e-commerce through the checkout flow mm -hmm. in e-commerce, just as you would with a yeah. credit card. But in China, for example, when they go and they use Alipay, they are used to being kicked out and being redirected to an Alipay checkout page in order to complete that transaction. So our configuration suggestion is that the retailer emulates that. And so in the case of Alipay, if you are going to accept Alipay, we recommend that when the customer hits Alipay as the choice for payment, that we actually do a redirect to Alipay for the purpose of completing the transaction. And that, because that is how that Chinese consumer is used to transacting. Why introduce something different? Because at the end of the day, you want that, that sale to go through, you want it to be seamless, and you yeah. want it to be quick. And that is the best. Very clever. Um, so that means that even if an Asian consumer, a uh, consumer from China, for example, wants to shop in a German web shop uh, of a German retailer, um, then the checkout would look like as if they would use Alipay in their country. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it would be as easy as, as they always check out uh, also on the Chinese uh, retailer website, right? That is correct. And it's interesting. There, there are so many advantages for a retailer to accept digital wallets that, I mean, you know, we, we could spend hours talking about the benefits of digital wallets. I, I won't even go into the fact that there's probably at least a 50% cost savings to a retailer by accepting these alternative forms of payment, these digital wallets over traditional credit cards. When you take into consideration things like international credit mm -hmm. card rates, fraud and chargebacks, which don't exist in the in the Asian digital wallet space. But in addition to that, one of the big benefits for retailers to accept digital wallets is there's no correlation between the consumer and their billing address. So if I'm sitting in China and I want to purchase something in Hamburg, mm -hmm. for example, and I go online and the retailer is based in Germany, I can use my Alipay if that German retailer accepts Alipay online. I can purchase it online on that website. Even if that retailer does not ship to China, the Chinese consumer is very agile and has figured out how to ship yeah. to freight forwarders. So they will actually make a purchase in Germany, have it shipped to their freight forwarder, and then that freight forwarder will consolidate all of their purchases and once a month, once a quarter, however, how, how, however often that consumer wants, that freight forwarder will then ship it to the customer in well, that's China. Good, that's interesting. With a credit card, with mm -hmm. a credit card, you can't do that because you have to often tie the shipping address to the billing address and the two well, must that's, meet. That's very interesting. I mean, uh, there's a real potential to open up, you know, your targeted market uh, and, and, you know, just uh, have a totally new market like China suddenly available. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is this is great. I didn't know that before we had a conversation, you know, that uh, um, many, many consumers work with those freight forwarders. So that's that's a great story. Right. There's also, you know, again, we need to appreciate the size and the volume of the consumerism in Asia. There are 1.3 billion Alipay users in the world. Yeah. So think about that for a second. 1.3 billion people actually have an Alipay digital wallet. They also have a, um, a WeChat Pay digital wallet. They also carry a Kakao Pay digital wallet. So these digital wallets are how these consumers shop every day, all the time when they're at home. So when they travel abroad, their desire is to be able to use this form of payment when they walk into a store in Berlin or Hamburg or New York or Los Angeles or Paris or London. They want to be able to shop using their preferred form of tender wherever they go. We as Westerners have not made it easy for this consumer to shop. Wansford is now down the barriers and we're enabling retailers in a very seamless, easy way to be able to accept these very secure forms wow. of payment. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, a great potential. Um, let's say, you know, you convinced the retailer and, um, 
um, that retailer wants to move forward and implement your solution um, into their uh, environment. How does this work? Is it a lot of, you know, is there a lot of implementation effort involved? You know, a lot of risk? Do they have to purchase a new POS or how, how, how do they actually move forward with this? So we, we are committed to, to integrating to the world's leading POS and e-commerce platforms. So we will remove the cost and the barrier of integration, and we will assume the responsibility for integrating to those platforms on behalf of the retailer. So it's not like we are making or expecting the retailer to, you know, bear the cost of that integration. So we will remove that barrier of, of acceptance by taking over the efforts to integrate to the retailer's point of sale and to their e-commerce platform. So there's nothing the retailer has to do other than sign a merchant agreement with us for the Asian digital wallets that we support. We also support mm -hmm. PayPal as well. And what we do in that case is the retailer's cost, there is no monthly fee for us. It's a, mm -hmm. a consumption-based model. So if a retailer has no customers who want to use Alipay, essentially there's no business that would come to Wandsfer. We only make money if the consumer chooses to use Alipay. And again, as I said earlier, it's to a benefit of the retailer because their cost is going to be at least 50% less accepting Alipay than what mm -hmm. it is accepting an international well, yeah, I mean, that sounds great. It's that, it's that proverbial win, 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 if you would. It's a win for the consumer. It's a win for the retailer. Wow, and that's sounds great. And uh, who are you working with? Um, you know, what retailers are already using your service? So we're working with many large global retailers. We're working with retailers in the specialty apparel footwear space. We're working with retailers. Um, we're working with businesses who do things in tourism, think of mm -hmm. um, hospitality. So we go across all verticals. We have over 2,000 wow. different okay. merchants That's a lot. globally. Yeah, I mean, you know, hospitality obviously also makes a lot of sense um, if you look at the digital wallets and, and um, besides the retailers. That's, that sounds good. Um, yeah. You know, think about this, we're all, we're all consumers yeah. and we're all tourists. How many times do you go visit a city and you see those hop-on, hop-off tourist buses, right? That's a perfect example of a business that you wouldn't think of when you think retail. But that's another example of a business that interacts with tourists all the time who is ripe for accepting these global digital wallets. Because, again, you want to facilitate the ability for this consumer, for this potential customer to onboard your bus and take a trip and pay for it. The same thing for museums, as the same way is for regular traditional retail yeah, I mean, stores. So it's any, it's any business that accepts pain. And let's all hope that is a you know, tourist uh, attractions and, and, and uh, traveling will increase again um, due to the to pandemic. Uh, it's been a tough time, <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure we're all looking forward to travel has, again. It has. And we're, and, we're, and, and we're seeing an increase already in North America now where travel is starting to come back. 
we see yeah. that Europe is starting to open up again, right, to tourism. So we're starting to see the, the rejuvenation of the tourist industry, and it's going to come back with a vengeance. It's going to come back quickly, and it's going to come back hard. And retailers really have an opportunity to um, take advantage of that increase in tourism. But in addition to tourists, there are still a lo lot of local Asians who live throughout the world, whether that be expats living in Germany or in the U.S. or in other parts of Europe. Yeah. Think of foreign students who are traveling and studying abroad, who, again, their parents would love nothing more than to fund them using their Alipay or WeChat Pay accounts, knowing that their children could use Alipay or WeChat Pay in order to make purchases. So it's not only for the tourists per se, but it's also for the people who live within the, in the country that they reside in, who again, want to be able to use the digital wallet that they're Absolutely. using. Absolutely, there's a ton of uh, use cases that make sense uh, you know, for, for retailers here, I agree. Um, I'm sure there's also others we, we haven't even thought of yet. So sounds really good. Um, what if um, some of our listeners are interested to learn more about Euronsphere? Uh, how can they reach out to you guys? So the easiest way to reach me is very mm -hmm. easy. It's Clifford at Wandsford.com. Um, they can go to www.wandsford.com. Or certainly they can contact you, Christoph. Sure, I'll I'm forward, sure you, I forward you know, everyone who's interested, that's for happy. sure. Well, yeah, yeah. perfect. Um, let's take a look at the yeah. watch. We're 25 minutes into the podcast, so I think it's time to wrap up. Um, Clifford, um, this, this is a really interesting topic. Um, you know, I, before we started our conversation, I had no idea about the potentials uh, of digital wallets for retailers. And I hope that, uh, you know, some listeners out there uh, also see potential for their business. Um, and yeah, uh, you, you guys keep on growing. So thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, yeah, listeners, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, like this podcast, uh, you know, we just recently um, added it to uh, Spotify and also uh, Apple podcast. Um, you can also find us on YouTube and we would be really, really happy if you guys uh, rate us and also follow us, obviously subscribe to our podcast. And um, we're looking forward to presenting a new topic to you very soon. All right, everyone. Thank you, Clifford. Um, have a great weekend and we're going to see you soon. Bye bye.